1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
0: This is the Olive Magazine podcast, a weekly slice of food and drink chat brought to you by the team behind Olive Magazine. I'm Janine, Olive's food director and podcast host, and this is episode 187. This week, Deputy Food Editor Adam catches up with food writer and restaurateur Romy Gill, to talk about how Indian food and veganism are such natural partners. And they also explore the recent growth of regional Indian food in the UK restaurant scene.
2: Uh, Hey guys, it's uh, Adam from Olive. I'm here with Romy Gill. Hello. Hi,
1: nice to meet you.
2: Yeah, and you. Um, And I have just eaten a really, really delicious whole vegan menu at Uti in uh, central London um, that you've done in conjunction with them. Um, Yeah, thank you so much for having me.
1: Oh, no, it's fantastic to collaborate with, with chef who is very much into his regional Indian food mm-hmm. and then me coming with my background of regional food. I think it's like beautifully worked together. Yeah. Um and and also they they are still new baby on the on the on the market because yeah. they're a new restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, but the flavors are so different and re- it's all regional food. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah,
2: I know it's really nice. So tell me about uh about what region you come from or like where your food comes from.
1: So I'm born and brought up in Bengal. As you know, India is a is a huge country. Mm-hmm. Um um but my parents are from North India, which is Punjab. Um I grew up in a Steel plant where my dad worked in 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 a a steel plant and and the food that I grew up eating was not just specific regional food from there it was Mm -hmm. food from um, all over India because people came to work in from different states Mm -hmm. to work in the steel plant so I guess my food was very much. balance of different flavors from india
2: yeah. yeah okay so i think you were telling me upstairs and um, earlier like how the difference like one of the main differences between like people who eat wheat and like the the, the rice and wheat sort of thing can you tell me a bit more about that
1: so uh, so india is a is a country which depends on the the different it's a you know, different weathers, you know, mm-hmm, we have like mm-hmm. different weathers and different, also the climate where, where, where you are from. So some of the South Indian places, they're very much in near the oceans and sea. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, they're very much focused on coconuts, um, fish industry, are, and more of rice grown areas, you mm-hmm. know. And also Punjab is very much where a lot of people uh, are farmers. Yeah. Many are farmers and they grow rice, they grow wheat, but it's also very he- heavy naans or chapatis or mm-hmm. rotis based or paratha based. Mm-hmm. Whereas down south or even in Bengal or some places in Bihar, they will eat a lot of rice. So mm-hmm. depending on how how the climate is of that region yeah. you, and what is grown in that region, that depends on the oils or the uh, you know like Punjab or North India is heavy based with milk products. Mm-hmm. But if you are in Bengal, mm-hmm. Bengali use mustard oil yeah. and they use lot or they eat a lot of vegetables, lentils, mm-hmm. and and it's not meat heavy they will eat meat but they don't eat meat every day yeah, yeah. Uh, but they kind of eat a lot of fish as well so, yeah, so yeah. depending on where you're from mm-hmm. they speak the different language they yeah, look yeah. different they eat different
2: yeah yeah you know? i think that's like one thing that we're starting to realize really is how vast and i think we've always known that india is yeah. vibrant but how um, it's a it's a it's almost a continent in itself isn't it really exactly. and it has like like what a few hundred languages that are spoken and there's dialects, dialects, religion, like different religions and like obviously that translates into its food and um, I think it's really cool that people are sort of finding out a little bit more about it. It's not just like how British people understand and like people like yourselves and Uti who are sort of bringing regional cuisine.
1: I mean there are a lot of wonderful restaurants in London mm-hmm. and a lot of restaurants change the uh, so-called Indian food scene. Yeah, um, We have such beautiful flavors coming on different restaurants mm-hmm. and the guys are doing amazing stuff in in London and Indian food is just up there, you know, comparative to years ago that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But also... You know, Indian food, as I always say to people, it's not Indian food. Indian food is very regional mm. food. And and those restaurants are now been opening in London, which is fantastic because people need to understand that, of course, we, you know, are Indians, mm-hmm. but we cook and eat very differently. Yeah, yeah. But also there's a caste system still exists in yeah. India. There's the religions, the cultures. A mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. lot of thing is is all dependent on, on where are you from, that how we will cook and eat, you mm-hmm. know.
2: And that's like basically how the different food cultures have sort of been created through all those different things. Mm. Um, And the whole menu tonight was vegan. Yes. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that.
1: See, um... The reason I kind of did vegan as well because my book is vegan yeah, is, is based um, a very plant-based vegan recipes for India, mm-hmm. the food I grew up in eating. So um, it was very important in our household that we didn't eat meat. Was not a necessity. Yeah, we ate meat maybe once a year, once a month or something. Mm-hmm. But it was all about wholesome, good food on the tables was very important. So for me, after writing the book and writing about my growing up years, mm-hmm. um, I've always been very clear that I eat meat I eat very sustainable meat I've always Mm -hmm. or fish or anything like that but for me to write that that was my growing up years and it was a homage to my mom because she passed away last Mm -hmm. year so it was very much the my childhood years and then I came to this country and then I, I incorporate with the ingredients with the produce of this country so that's why I call myself a British Indian chef because I use the produce from here and my background of how mm-hmm. i grew up as a self-taught and, and the food i ate or came to know the ingredients in this country um so you know that and i'm very proud of being a british indian chef yeah, yeah. and for me to then do something with uti and uti has a fantastic Anyway, if you come anytime, they have a fantastic range of um, vegetarian and vegan food. Mm-hmm. Anyway, because Indian food is anyway most of it is is plant. You know, when people think oh, Indian food is like oh, it's very ghee based. No, it yeah. is not. It yeah, depends yeah. on where you are.
2: Yeah, yeah, completely. So
1: to create this together with Chef Manmeet and Miru, it was um, it's it was just very easy to collaborate and do it. You mm-hmm. know, so I think, and also it's not a trend in India. So
2: yeah completely like it's it's just the the normal the norm isn't it
1: yeah it is and also people should understand you know in India we don't really fight if you're eating meat or people are vegetarians we don't fight with each other Mm -hmm. they coexist with each other but of course you have to be sustainable about thinking of different various things what's happening to the climate but at the same time if people are eating avocados you know the worst thing for the planet is Mm. the avocados Mm. what they're doing but then there are like jackfruit you know all these tins are coming from far away countries of course I eat I ate jackfruit in India because that's very gross as well but People are creating um, things to look like meat, but yet they're calling themselves vegan. That's when I get cross, you know. Yeah, right. Eat right. the vegetables that are grown in this country. Yeah, yeah. Keep it sustainable. Why do you want? We have in England, we mm-hmm. have the be- beautiful produce. Yeah, yeah. And, and support your producers, mm-hmm. then we won't have any issues, you know. So for me to do this was not because it's a trend. I always say that. It's because the food, this is how we eat at home.
2: Yeah, yeah. So that's what I was going to ask. It's like, why does Indian food? lend itself so naturally to vegetarian is that is, like you say it's because that's yes. the, the normal thing that you do that you have the, the reliance on vegetables and pulses yeah. and legumes i
1: think also um again it comes to it comes to caste system it comes to religion and then i always say to people people you know you have to understand indian in the india is there's a divide there's middle class there's there's rich there's poor mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. also the caste system there are lots of things in in in, in india. Mm-hmm. But, people who can't afford to have clear water mm. how do you expect them to have milk and meat yeah, yeah. they depend on pulses and rice or, or roti or depends. so we have to understand that is 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 lot lot of things are uh, around indian food that's how we kind of grew up and ate mm-hmm. um you know I, I there are a lot of my friends who or, along with my daughters who actually become turned vegetarian now mm-hmm. um and my friends are also thinking about the environment. They're not uh, doing it just for the sake of it's a trend. I yeah, have yeah. lots and lots of friends who will eat maybe um, very sustainable fish and meat once a week, yeah, the yeah. rest of le- rest of the ingredients they will, you know, eat from vegetables or lentils or pulses. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we are really lucky. I don't know if you know Dodds, they yeah. are homegrown, they are mm-hmm. organic, and grown in this country. That pulses quinoa um, um, beans everything is grown here so why not support those people Mm -hmm. when we can you know even meat industry or anything like that support where you can i know everybody can't afford to to eat good quality meat but Mm -hmm. we don't have to eat meat every day
2: yeah yeah i think that's that's definitely an argument that that yeah i I definitely have drastically reduced how much meat i eat and basically look at the quality and then yeah I, i but then i think it's for me, I feel like I'm lucky because I know how to cook. So yes. therefore, approaching a vegetable isn't a scary prospect because I sort of know what to do with it. And mm. But I think for a lot of people, it's like the knowledge of what to do with it is is maybe the problem. But mm. I think as time goes on, I think that seems to be getting better. Like the general cooking level in Britain is, is way better.
1: Yeah, it is. But yeah. also a lot of multicultural people Completely. together. And like London is a multicultural city now. Mm-hmm. It's not no doubt about that. So yeah, the people yeah, from different world parts of the world coming and also doing the cuisines and be, and also as a British people are not scared to to um eat different kind of food oh, it's not yeah, like yeah. curries or Chinese food now we have wonderful wonderful you know fantastic restaurants around here yeah, and yeah. the flavors you can eat from different countries
2: yeah very, it is very inspiring yes. definitely um so I want to talk a bit about um how did you get into cooking like what was your when did you decide that it was for you
0: a uh, long long
1: time ago my mom had cancer i right? um and um, the, um her life kind of revolved around us mm-hmm. uh, cooking for us for her three kids and um and when she had cancer can she can taste uh, properly
0: um mm. you
1: know the flavors she, yeah, can, she yeah. could put too much salt um i um, yeah, i said to my dad that's it i'm becoming a, i want to become a i want to go in hospitality industry yeah, yeah. and be a chef and he immediately said no so i I didn't argue with him because I could. As a parent, I can understand what he meant at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, But then coming here, the food wasn't great where I was as an Indian food. And I said to my husband, "I want. I want to go in hospitality and I will open a restaurant one day, which I did madly." um, and it was very successful it was, and yeah, a yeah. very successful restaurant uh, but sadly i had to give up because my lease was up and i did not want to carry on for another 10 years because my the guy who owned the place wasn't giving me a lease for less more years so yeah, i just yeah. didn't it want to
2: was a to big, go, big investment big. in time to and also
1: i'm so busy with other things mm-hmm. of course i'm gonna open another restaurant but i just am taking a little break yeah um but um, in the meantime i'm my life is just uh, crazy busy than ever yeah, yeah. So I think at the age of forty, I opened my restaurant, and I, I'm, I think it, it was such an amazing experience, and 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 the industry. I think this is the only industry I would, I would say, is one of the industry which welcomes you with open arms. Mm. Of course, there is people who are very clicky and weird food world. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, which which industry isn't? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it depends on how you. Um, uh, become a part of that food world and how you also um, push it to your, in your limits, how you want to achieve what you want to. I think I was very lucky with among my friends that I was uh, very grateful mm-hmm. to given the opportunities where people I don't know and people who, who have become my great friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, the support network was amazing. I think this is the industry I would say. Um, I, I belong here. I don't know what I would... Would do. I, mm-hmm. I any other opportunities? If I have, I, I wouldn't wouldn't would not wouldn't know what to do with it. So I think um, I'm here to stay, and I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> oh,
2: perfect. That's good to hear from the food that I just ate upstairs. Yeah. So, have you got any more plans to open a restaurant, or is it sort of a, is it like under wraps or too early um, to say?
1: No, no. I will open at a restaurant. It's just that, um, as you know, Ready, Steady, Cook is coming back, and I'm one is of it? the chefs. Is it? I chef. did not know that. I'm one of the chefs, and amazing. I'm, been filming and crazy busy with that and i'm i travel as a food and travel writer Mm -hmm, quite a lot mm -hmm. um i write for new york times now sometimes uh, and other publications as well so i just um my life is crazy busy at the yeah, moment. <laughs> yeah, rushed, rushed off your feet. and then I'm going to New York. Um, I'm so excited for this job opportunities. I would never dreamed in million years um, is as I'm cooking at the Beard House. They've asked me for a vegan dinner. Amazing. To cook there. So I'm. So this
2: is just a warm up then for the main event in New York, then, is it? <laughs> I
1: know. So we're excited for this opportunity. You know, you everybody wants to be part of that and mm-hmm. and to be asked and recognized. I think it's such an ama- amazing.
2: Yeah. Well, congratulations.
1: Thank you. Um,
2: great. I've just eaten your samosa chat upstairs, which Grace then said was one of her desert island dishes. Is that right? Yeah. What would yours be? Like, what could you not live without? What's your...
1: Um, I think it has to be the punch foreign spice. Yeah. It is uh, one of the whole spices, which are five different ones. I think if I have that, I'll be very happy on a desert so island. So you can
2: do pretty much anything. You, yes. can, you know you can make a solid yeah. meal. So what's what's in that
1: spice mix? So it's fennel. Seeds, mm-hmm. nigella seeds, fenugreek seeds, black mustard seeds, and cumin seeds. I mm-hmm. just—it's just a match made in heaven of all those spices. its why? It's, its its mustard is so like smoky, pungent mm-hmm. spices. Um, like cumin is very earthy, warm, and have a very lemony flavor if you yeah, grind citrusy, it. Citrusy, yeah, yeah. yeah, And then fennel is just aniseed is so, you know, flavor is so freshing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the fenugreek seed is so bitter, but yet it brings the flavours out with all without, those spices. Yeah,
2: harmonises thing. So
1: I think those five spices are just... And Nigella seeds is sweet. It's it's kind of a... So the onion yes, sort of allium flavour. Yeah, it's yeah. one of my... I think it's one of my spice that I cannot live with.
2: You can't live without. So what, like... What would be your ultimate way? What would you do with it? Would you catch a fish and roast it over a fire without fish that, or
1: vegetables or even if you if you make a like a ferment or chutney or you anything, ant's chutney. If you put in an, an in Indian orisa, they make ants chutney. So so ant, Ants. Ant. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, like I mean that's
2: something that you only see. Sort of in tribal places, but like or a bit of, like, yeah. uh, like Rene Redzepi at Noma, like doing. So we we'll like, do that. you have do been as, doing
1: that for years. Yeah, in you, were, you were doing it ages <laughs> before Rene Redzepi. Um, he's a he's a very good uh, good good guy. He's helped me loads as well. How's so. he?
2: How do you know him? Um,
1: I was invited to Noma once, um, so went there and mm-hmm. just came really close um and he also invited me to a mad symposium I was one of the speakers oh, for the mad, MAD yeah, symposium yeah, cool. yeah. Oh, so yeah um, we keep in touch and you know, and I'm really like him as a as, as not only as a human being but also as a great chef mm-hmm. and also um the seasons he does and I think one of my favorite seasons is a vegetarian season I think yeah. it's absolutely wonderful
2: yeah it's something well, I've always wanted to go to but never never quite managed it I don't think but you uh, maybe never one know. day maybe you one never day. know maybe if someone's listening you'll invite me maybe I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway Romy it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you I'll let you get back to your busy restaurant upstairs um, but yeah thank you so much for having me for oh, dinner it was, it was really delicious thank you so much
1: thank you for coming and
0: also doing the podcast with me
2: an absolute thank pleasure thank you thank you so much
0: so that was the old magazine podcast if you like this episode please review and rate us we'd love to hear from you If you'd like to find out more information on things in this episode, you can visit our website, olivemagazine.com. You can pick up a copy of our February issue on the newsstand now. Or why not take advantage of our brilliant subs offer and get five issues delivered for only £5. Just go to buysubscriptions.com forward slash olpod, that's O-L-P-O-D, to get the offer. After your first five issues, you're automatically paid 20 99 for six issues, but you can cancel at any time. T's and C's apply. So that's it for this week. See you next week when we'll be back with more food and drink chat.